Are you like me and feel like Christmas needs to get its glitter-covered mittens off of Halloween? Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air. On this week's episode, going to be bringing a little bit of Halloween into your Christmas. I've got the very creepy Liz Bishop as my guest this week for my Art Off the Air column here for the Savannah Morning News. And I thought that it would be fun to have a little bit of counter-programming in the Christmas season, just like Christmas has been doing with Halloween over the last few years. So we're going to be talking all about her process, her background, her style, where that comes from. And I think you're really going to enjoy it as a little bit of counter-programming to everything that you've been going out there. And after you're done, you can get back to your Christmas music. But let's have a little Halloween here to mix it up a little bit these days right before Christmas. Wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column right here at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. I've been writing some really fun stuff here. Last week, I had the opportunity to speak with Nono Flores about her exhibition, Lone Wolf Sketchbook, over at Lone Wolf Lounge right now. And that was a lot of fun. And I also did a piece about Lisa Rosenmeyer's exhibition about Spock the Mouse that is up at Blick Art Materials here in Savannah. So there's some great articles, and you can catch all of the great cultural stuff that we've got going on here in Savannah at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. But let's get a little bit spooky. Here is my guest for the week, Liz Bishop, talking all about her process, her background, and maybe a little bit about Captain Picard. Enjoy. Rob Hessler and Gretchen Hilmers here with Art on the Air Field Notes. We are speaking via Zoom with Liz Bishop, and you can find her work under the handle Maiden Void on Facebook and on Instagram as well. And we wanted to have you on the show today, Liz, because I feel like your art, you know, we're broadcasting this. It's right around the holiday times, right about Christmas time. And I just feel like your art really captures the Christmas spirit. Um, of course i'm joking here um liz's art is very much um i mean if you're really into gretchen and i are very much into uh, the nightmare before christmas and and krampus and krampus Krampus. Krampus yes i should mention our our christmas tree is topped with a krampus christmas tree topper so yeah so of course i'm being i'm being facetious here liz your work is dark and moody and really interesting so kind of why don't you describe sort of the artwork that you make we know for people out there who aren't familiar with what you're doing what kind of what would how would you describe your art style would you say um definitely dark uh feminine i'd say there's a lot of figurative aspects of it i like to paint the female figure and just basically uh a lot of symbolism definitely the skulls and the you know all that fun stuff so <laughs> i love yeah. it and let me let me ask you what is the name made in void come from like what is that where's the inspiration behind your handle i actually said made in voyage um the wrong way accidentally one day and uh it kind of stuck and i was like that's pretty cool so <laughs> it is it actually fits your style i mean the void yeah, kind of weird. thing 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the subject matter in some of your works here, because, you know, I know, you know, we talked before, and this is one of the things I love about this radio show. You know, we've, we've talked to, to artists who are, you know, doing big museum retrospectives over at the, you know, the Jepson Center or Telfer Museums, and then artists that are a little bit less well-known like yourself. And I think it's kind of cool to sort of, I don't know, expose the community to some new artists here. And let's talk about the subject matter, because some of the work that you're doing is sort of from your own inspiration, but then some of the work comes from source material. And I want to turn it over here to Gretchen now, because I know that there's one piece of yours that she really, that really kind of spoke to her. So Gretchen, why don't you take it away? Well, I was just really excited when I was looking through your stuff and it's the, uh, it's Isabella Rosalini's character from death becomes her. Oh yeah. (laughs) It was, it was so perfect that, I mean, it didn't even take me a second to figure out who it was and just the kind of detail and um, you can just really see that some time went into her and, you know, so, so tell me, first of all, your art really speaks to me. Um, You know, I think when Rob still, when met me in uh, college, I was still going through my goth period which is definitely stuck with me um so it's still definitely a major part of who I am and so your artwork just kind of you know I know it's you accidentally said maiden void instead of maiden voyage but it really works yeah Um, it worked out and and your art really reflects that and um but I'm very curious how you choose your subjects and are, are these kind of dream inspired are they, well, I know Isabella Rossellini's character is, so it's kind of a, you know, a cultural, a pop cultural reference. How do you, like, what speaks to you the most? What makes you take on these things? Um, I don't know. It's a lot of uh, childhood movies like that one, for instance, Death Becomes Her. I always thought she was a really fabulous character. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I kind of like those darker shows and stuff like that. I did a bunch of um, Twin Peaks illustrations, stuff like that. Basically anything dark, I'm going to be drawn to and want to paint it, you know. But if it's coming out of my head, it's more, you know, stuff that's going on in my own life and kind of bringing symbols, you know, to show that, you know what I mean? How are you gathering your materials for the for these images? Because, like, you have, um, I love the Elvira piece, for example, is really... <laughs> I mean, just really well. You, you're just, the, the choice that you made and what <laughs> what expression you're getting from her is really interesting. So where, how are you gathering your source material? What are you doing sort of to kind of walk us through your process a bit? Well, with Elvira, um, I actually painted her for a friend because he was obsessed with Elvira because who isn't? But, you know, um, I kinda, if I'm painting for someone else, obviously I'm going to choose something they're into. And um, the way I gather my own stuff personally is I just kind of look around it stuff that inspires me like um just look online for photographers i like and their subject matter and just kind of get you know all kinds of input from you know different artists different images different stories books i mean it all just kind of culminates into my brain and it comes out (laughs) i you know there's this one sort of repetitive i don't want to say repetitive character but like a similar character. In fact, if you kind of scroll through your Instagram as well, like you can even see you've taken some um, portrait photography, uh, photography of yourself sort of in a similar kind of pose, uh, a, a dark haired character with like um, a loose sort of hood, long black hair. Uh, talk a little bit about that because that character definitely has been going on for literally years in your yeah. art. Yeah. 
I don't know. That one just always sticks in my head. I've always kind of gone back to that one. I think I used to draw it a lot when I was younger, when I was kind of developing my art style. So it kind of just stuck in there and carried out, you know, throughout the rest of it, I suppose. Beyond your drawings, too, I love that you had this series of, like, needlepoint stitch work. I mean, I'm not familiar with this, what, you know, I, I, I don't know those particular techniques, but talk a little bit about that because there, I'm going to have to bleep this out, but Gretchen and I have a collection of, well, we'll just say they're cuss words. Um, and in one of those, there's a, a needlepoint that has some um, <laughs> language. We had to take it off our wall when we had our child because we can't just... <laughs> <laughs> We have no more Fs to give. Yeah, we have no more Fs to give. Let's say say that. Um, but I love this kind of thing because it's sort of a non-traditional usage of of that medium. So yeah. to, if you could just sort of talk a little bit about like what got you into that. And I mean, I don't know. I'm just sort of interested in, in what made you decide to put those kind of images in, um, in that particular, uh, using that particular technique. I think I just normally draw that kind of stuff anyways, or do that kind of stuff art-wise anyways. And I just found a bunch of those little hoop loom things and decided to, you know, draw whatever I did on the stretched out um, fabric and just started, you know, going for it. I had a rat at the time, so I did my little rat one. And ones of my cousin, which is old photography that I have um, done of her. So I kind of mimicked my own stuff and just put it on you know, fabric. <laughs> were you trained in that beforehand or you were just like learning it as you were doing it? I was just going for it. Yeah. I think I watched a YouTube tutorial maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I love this rat. So, so you had a rat. That makes perfect sense to me. I had four uh, rats. <laughs> oh, you have four They're rats. so smart and awesome. Yeah. I wish right. I wasn't so allergic. Yeah. Gretchen has been wanting, a, just has brought up every now and then wanting a rat. So it's you get uh, a hairless rat, maybe. Oh God! Thanks, mm. Liz. <laughs> maybe, maybe when our son is old enough not to hug it and squeeze it and snuggle it to death, that would yeah. be. <laughs> oh my God! Right. So uh, let's talk about some other different techniques because we you, we mentioned the, the needlepoint and and you know you mentioned sort of painting. You, you've got uh, it looks to me like there's some you've got some sort of pen and ink. There's drawing. You've sometimes you use color. Sometimes you use black and white. I want to kind of talk a little bit about that. If you go back to your, you've used, used some color in recent work as well, but you know, I think there's been sort of periods where you go through, where you're using a lot of color. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about just kind of your navigating back and forth between various different, different mediums and, and all that. What, what goes into making the decision to say, oh, I'm going to use color. And I don't even mean like in the Elvira piece, for example, you have a bit of color, but like, you know, choosing to do more of like a full color, more natural color look versus the sort of more illustrative style that you use in some of your other work. Yeah. Well, most of it starts out like painting wise, it starts out black and white because I do. Um, it's like layering kind of it's called glazing uh, where you just basically paint the whole thing in black and white. And then you go back on your palette with your colors and you mix your mediums in with the color. So it's kind of translucent. And the black and white part has been dried. So you just go over it with like a glaze of color. So it's kind of subtle and it lets more light in. Mm. So some of it just starts out black and white and I just leave it black and white because it looks better to me black and white. And some of it I just develop into color, you know, after that process. Mm. Oh. Mm. 
All right. Well, I want to talk about one color piece in particular here, because this is very not characteristic of your work. But am I seeing Captain Picard laying on a bearskin rug? Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, I haven't seen this one. Where is this? It was back from 2016. Okay, I'm just gonna we're just gonna let this out here. Gretchen and I are huge nerds, and I love Star Trek: The Next Generation and Picard. What oh. is going on here with Captain Picard on bearskin? Rug? Well, that was a present, uh, a birthday present for a friend. Another friend commissioned me to paint it for her. She was pretty much in love with Captain Picard, so. <laughs> There he was, whining and dining her. Yeah, but... <laughs> I don't know. It was a request. I wonder, though, like, I mean, you know, obviously that's kind of a shift, you know, from your normal style. What was it like working on something like that, which is just so different than what you're, what you're normally working with? Because, like, there's a process video, um, and I forget which one of the pieces uh, it was, but there was a process video that I watched of of you working on one of your pieces and like in the background is corrosion of conformity is playing and like i can't imagine that you're working on like captain picard on a bearskin rug while listening to that so i'm sort of curious how that was different for you Um, it was hilarious the entire time if that counts um i don't know i i didn't really even know what i was doing but honestly i was just trying to make it warm and fuzzy and as much as you can make picard sexy (laughs) it's pretty hard to do by the way um, yeah, she loved it though. So, oh, that's so it was fun. very different. Though it was very different. I'm curious because I mean, you said you've we've now kind of come up that you've done a couple of of <clears throat> commissions. I wonder what's like the response to this work. I mean, you know, I think one of the things, and we and we've had a couple of artists who do, you know, who play with darker themes on this show before, um, Jordan Fitch Mooney and Ujas Barzish. Um, who are local artists um, who use sort of an illustrative style that is a bit on the, the darker side. But I, I mean, wonder what's the response been? Because I mean, obviously you've gotten a couple of commissions out of it, but those commissions haven't been sort of as much your typical style. Yeah. Like what is, what is, you know, when, when people see this work and we kind of talked about it before we went on the air, your mom is also an artist and you I mean, gosh, you guys couldn't be more different as far as the type of work that you're doing. I and mean, what is the response that that you get from when people see this stuff? It's very mixed. I've had pretty nasty letters written to me before. Really? I did, a, yeah, I did the one of, it's a pencil drawing of a nun and she's got like no top on. <laughs> and I have this woman write me and she was telling me she was a nun and that that was a sin to do and all this horrible stuff. Um, because... Because we were born with these bodies and we should be ashamed with what God gave us, apparently. <laughs> Obviously. But yeah, um, it's kind of a mixed thing. Um, you know, people who get it, get it. But if you don't get it, you're going to kind of attack it, I think. So it's a little controversial, as opposed to my mother who sells, you know, like crazy. Because she's a little more light-spirited in her artwork, I suppose. That's funny. So did you say like, I don't know, 10 Hail Marys and like five all yes. fa- our fathers, you know, so yeah. you feel like you're, you're cleansed from that. Totally. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, so uh, I noticed you have Arya Stark in here in your, in your works and, and how do you feel like the end of Game of Thrones was? Horrific. <laughs> Just horrific. The worst. They tried, but they failed. They didn't even try. They were like, right, yeah, you're right. They really show. didn't. We're going to move on. That was yeah. horrible. That was uh-huh. rushed. <laughs> it was rushed. Oh, I do love Arya Stark, and that was um, yeah, she's great. 
And, and that was cool. So I, I basically newly exposed to your work here. And this is one of the cool things. Um, you know, I did a call for artists to sort of reach out to me um, for the article that I wrote about supporting and buying local art in town. And, and you reached out, which was great. I really appreciate that. That's, I found so many new artists that I, that I really yeah. enjoy and like. And you were at the top of that list because I really like this stuff here. What are you thinking as far as like your future goes with this art stuff? Because I haven't seen, you know, necessarily your work, you know, showing around town and things like that. But I think that from my perspective, that this stuff is a little bit more challenging for the viewer, a little bit more risky um, and and kind of interesting. Have you thought about, you know, what you kind of want to do as far as, or does it matter to you about making any mark on the local art scene as far as your artwork goes? I would say it would be nice, but yeah, you're right about it. It's kind of hard to push my stuff. It's a little edgy. I would like to have some gallery shows and stuff like that. I just, um, I'm cripplingly uh, shy. So that's a little difficult for me to get out and about and um, push my work, really market myself and all that good stuff. But yeah, um, it's fine for me to keep it as a hobby, honestly, too. If I can just do it by myself, that's happy time for me. So either way. (laughs) Well, if you're interested, I want to connect you with Tatiana Von Tauber. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's mm-hmm. in um, y- your work is not the same as hers at all, but she's an erotic artist and she has a gallery down on, I think it's on Bernard. It's on Bernard street. She just recently opened up a gallery, but she's willing to show work that is a little bit more edgy. And I want to connect the two of you because I think that not only will she love your work, but I think it might offer an opportunity for you to kind of get out there not only is Tatiana great, but I think it would be supportive of you and your work because I think that this, again, like I said, I think that this work, this kind of work needs to get out there because, um, and I mean, no offense to those who are doing an excellent job on more traditional stuff, but we have a lot of traditional artists working in Savannah. And I think it'd be kind of cool to go to a show that's a little bit more, a little bit more, maybe a little, little bit darker and a little bit edgier. And maybe instead of classical music playing in the background, we'll, we can uh, play something a little, <laughs> a little different, a little bit more your own playlist. So that'd be awesome. <laughs> Gretchen, you got anything else? Okay, well, it might go a little deep. I don't know if you want to talk about any of this. Um, it looks like in your Instagram feed you did a mask where a woman has clearly been hit, or something has happened to her. She's been in a fight, or something is going on. And I know I have my own personal reasons for kind of looking at the darker end of things and like the solitary women. Is there something in your life that specifically drew you to this that kind of knocked you out of the, you know, dare I say, pink unicorns phase? I don't know. Uh, I'd say a lot of school bullying occurred, which kind of, you know, put me on the defense. And you kind of start noticing other stuff about other people when you're kind of down in that little, you know, little box of your own that you've created to get out of that bad situation. So I suppose I'm kind of attracted to the struggles and such of others, like, you know, mental illness, physical abuse, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, my work, I think, kind of reflects that sometimes. It's amazing how kids can be in school. Um Evil. You know, they can be <laughs> yeah. very evil, can be very traumatic. And, um, you know, it took many, many years of therapy for me to heal from some things. And I'm still working through a lot of stuff, as I'm sure Rob can attest to. But it, you know, I, I think that that 
that lone woman sitting there, um, you know, within the darkness is something that I really feel connected to. And it's just, it's amazing to, to look at how artwork is shaped by the user experience or the creator's experience um, and kind of how it it sticks with us. And do you feel like your artwork helps you work through some of the demons? Oh yeah, totally. A lot. That's good. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Gretch. That was uh, going deep there. I appreciate that. I Um, know. I'm sorry. I just, I I was (laughs) like, maybe I shouldn't ask, but you know, it's really something that I I identify with and I, I I see you. I see you. That's a good thing. And that's a really good point that Gretchen brings up because I, I think that, and I think maybe that's why it's resonating with me as well, is that although the work that I make isn't, you know, is a lot more colorful and things like that. I, I do, I do feel like there's something very deeply personal about your work, even, even though like a lot of time you're, you know, maybe pulling from a pop cultural reference that somebody might know. We mentioned Arya Stark or Elvira, things like that. But I, I do feel like, especially in the expressions of the female figures, I think like that, especially, you know, in some of the works you get really in, Gretchen mentioned the mask, but there's a, a number of works where you get into some pretty serious detail regarding like the facial expressions and things like that. And there is something, I, I don't want to say, uh, I, I don't want to, I, I don't, I, Emotions are complex and I don't want to caricature any sort of emotion, but they're, they're deeply emotional. I guess I would say like the pieces, the, the expressions are, are really deeply emotional. And so, I mean, I, it, what, what is it like for you when you're working through those demons? Like if you're sitting there and you're, and you're working on one of these paintings, I mean, there's a, obviously there's a kind of a big difference between sitting down and working on a piece like that versus working on, you know, we mentioned Picard and, or, yeah. or, um, or these works that are a little bit more surface level. I, I wonder kind of like, what is it like? Because I know for me, like when I've worked on really deeply personal pieces, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's hard for like, it's exhausting, like kind of emotionally exhausting. So I wonder what mentally like taxing. I don't know. It feels good to get it out though. Kind of, it's like cathartic, kind of therapeutic really. And plus you kind of lose yourself in the detail, getting all, you know, cracked out on the canvas. So kind of like you lose yourself and you don't really even have to think about that kind of stuff you just you know immerse yourself in it let it come out <laughs> nice well liz let's wrap up this interview here i uh, appreciate you coming on today now if people are interested in learning more about you and your work if people want to sort of follow you on instagram facebook and other places what's the best way for people to do that where can people find you uh that would be made in void on Instagram. There's also Hexart you can check out. And there's a Hexart Facebook page too. So those are probably the best ways. Awesome. Well, Liz, we really appreciate you coming on the show today and we're looking forward to seeing more of your work, hopefully in, in public here in 2022. And, um, you know, Merry Christmas. This holiday artwork <laughs> is really what we need yeah. this time of year. So appreciate, appreciate you coming on today. Yes, thank you so much. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. 
and you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air. We'll be right back.